Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello and welcome to The Last Word on Spurs. We do hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Uh, thank you for joining us for instant reaction to Tottenham Hotspur going out of the Carabao Cup semi-finals to Chelsea. If you're listening to the show for the first time, you can find us on iTunes or on Spotify or on Audioboom. We're across a range of different audio platforms. We're, of course, on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're on Facebook and Instagram too. And um, despite the smiles, I can promise you there is a lot, a lot of... Real frustration by that result today at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Absolutely gutted. I'm joined by uh, three returning guests. These would have been the guests we hoped to see us through to Wembley, not in the Cowboy Cup. Uh, top right, I've got Jason McGovern. Jace, nice to have you back on. Thanks for joining us. Difficult show to do in these circumstances. Yeah, uh, very much like the, the first leg, isn't it? You know, really passive for too much of the game. Um, Chelsea thoroughly deserved to win on the night. But yet again, an absolute gift. A bloke turns his back on a corner and scores with a number on his shirt. And that, that's yeah. the goal. And, and the, the annoying thing is they've, they've deserved to go through. But the three yeah. goals that have knocked us out are just... They're just a pathetic way to get knocked out. It really is. And, um, you know, we, we desperately need a, the club. The whole club needs a big, big lift. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Big, big week for the football club. Not the result we wanted. Also, delighted to have him back alongside us. I'm sure there'll be analogies flying our way. Not unfortunately positive ones tonight. We've got the great Richard Cracknell in the house. Rich, evening, apologies for bringing Ricky. you back on for this one. How are no, you? No, no worries. Yeah, good evening and uh, listeners, viewers. Uh, hope you're all keeping safe and well. Uh, psh, well, look. 180 minutes, Rick. 190 minutes with a little bit of added time. And... Um, you know, we've turned up for about 20 minutes within that. So we're 20 out of 190. If you were sitting in an exam, 20 out of 190 would get you a D, wouldn't it? Or an E in it. So, and, uh, you know, I think that's probably a fair ranking 
uh, and grading of this uh, semi-final over two le legs. He uh, could do better see me after class. But again, here we are, players missing, nobody to really come in and uh, and replace them. And this is what, what you're going to get until there's some, uh, you know, wiser investment. It's not lack of investment, wiser investment in this squad. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's trying to make chicken soup again out of uh, out the chicken shit. Eventually, you've got to hope that the, the chicken actually comes to make the soup. And uh, it, it just, it don't look like it, does it? You know, it just, just feels like that, that. That, that that chicken to make the soup is, isn't coming. So uh, yeah. disappointing, Rick. Disappointing. Absolutely. I feel for this man. He's um, also back on for Arsenal with us. I'm so sorry to do this to him. Uh, we've got the wonderful Ricky Norwood, of course, a regular on the last one on Spurs as well. Rick's lovely to have you here. Sorry to put you for it. Difficult night to come on and try and give some therapy on the back of that, really. Um, I'll meet you as well. Go for it, Rick. Oh, nice one, brother. Uh, thank you for having me back on. Uh, you know what, boys? I mean, I don't know what I'm going to say tonight, honestly. That one, it, it, it was a punch in the gut tonight. And, um, you know, that goal in 17 minutes, it, it took the life out and, and the breath out of me. And I saw it take the life and the breath out of the boys as well at the time. And uh, I don't know, man. It's just a, it's just another false horizon in it. Just when we thought we was getting somewhere, he, he, even though it was a mountain to climb tonight, I, I did say if they put everything out there and they lost, then I'd be all right with it. But it's just, uh, I mean, I don't know what to say, honestly. But again, like Jay said there, and and uh, Kraken's there, we need, we definitely need a lift. Um, in this transfer window, we need something. We need to start building. We need, we, we do need some actual quality. Um, even if it's just to come off the bench, Ricks. You know, look, look at that Chelsea bench. Yeah, you know, no, we're right. we're, we're yeah. miles away. We're miles away. So yeah. yeah. Do you know, what, I'll, be, I'll be honest, boys, I and mean, we're going to come on to the selection. I mean, I'll, I'll be, I, you know, I messaged Jace. I think Jace messaged about R four, and I said to you that. Um, I actually believe tonight, and I actually sent you the, 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 the We Are Tottenham Hotspur you know, anthem to play. And I know you came back and said, I, I do believe. And um, the minute we saw that team, I think you went to be belief gone. And I've got to be honest with you, um, that lineup crushed me. And not because it was, you know, completely out of the ordinary, what we we're expecting. But for me, the message is sent from who you start as a president. And so when you leave out your captain in Hugo Lloris, who is the man who's meant to be the leader of this club, who we're trying to give a new contract to, and the belief is that we need trophies and this club is starved of success, to leave out your captain, that for me just transcends a message to the rest of that dressing room that this is not an important competition. And um, we will come on to the selection, but we'll, we'll start with you, Jace. Um, Chelsea, like I say, they win that one, 1-0 one overall, 3-0 in aggregate. And, you know, maybe you say Spurs second half were more competitive. The argument you might be say by that is that Spurs took, you know, had the opportunity to try and push on because Chelsea never had the game won, took their foot off the gas. But um, I think by the way in which Chelsea have beaten us now three times this season, I think not on contact puts pressure, but just generally there's now a lot more pressure on Sunday to get a result against Arsenal just for bragging rights, just to try and get something out of what looks now a season that although we've got the FA Cup to come and trying to put some perspective on it, we need to go into that Arsenal game now with a reaction, don't we? Oh, absolutely. But, but you know, you say with, with no pressure on Conte, he was the one who picked that team tonight. He was the one that that has had us playing really passively for, for what, for three quarters of those those two ties. So, 
you know, you, you can't can't totally absolve him of all the blame. You can say that he probably hasn't got the tools at his disposal that he wants and losing Sonny and things like that. But, you know, you saw for that little spell in the second half that when we went at them, you might have had chances. You might well have had chances. And, and scoring the first goal tonight was important. So why did it take us 60 minutes before we really started to have a go at them? Because um, they're the same players in the 60th minute that was there in the first minute. So there was no need to to sit back like that. You had to, to get on the front foot, get the crowd behind you, get up. The last thing you could do was go behind in the first 20 minutes. And so that to a degree is on him, but no, it, it does bring pressure, but the, you know, we all know where the, the blame essentially lies. And here we are, you know, I was just said to crackers, I can't stand Traore, but the fact that he's a, that Wolves apparently want 25 million and we're trying to do it on loan. He's, he's just ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, you know, it's it's a player that... If you want him, that, go and get him. Like, what are we you know, messing around well, Exactly. About? What are we exactly. messing around and, and like I say, I, I'm not... But it's not like Wolves are asking for 70 million. It's apparently 25 million quid and we're trying to bring him on loan. I mean, you know, Aston Villa can go and spend 25 million on a left-back, but here's Tottenham with 400 million pounds to spend within FFP and we're arguing about 25 million. And so the window goes on. And the biggest week of our season was Chelsea, Chelsea, Arsenal, Chelsea. And, you know, can you see us making any effort to sign in before the end of the last day of the window? We're obviously really? waiting for... But we're obviously going to wait for Bergvine and try and get all the money from Bergvine to pay for Traore. And it's that is the problem. That is essentially the problem. And, you know, our opponents today, if they wanted him, would have bought him already and he would have played in the, the first leg. And that's the difference between yeah. the two clubs. It's not just the quality on the pitch, it's how it's operated off the pitch. Yeah. Rich, let's come around to you. Um, don't be alerted. I am gonna, just going to go for a second and try and sort out my connection from this end. Um, but Rich, you know, the damage for Spurs was done really last week, wasn't it? We know that, the defeat, of course, at Stanford Bridge. But um, listen, we had VAR up against us tonight, which to be fair, listen, we can't argue, all those decisions were the right mm. calls. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels that like overall, you know, we've been battered over the two legs. And, you know, when you look at the sides, yes, there's a big gulf between them. And now it's a really big challenge in general for Conte to try and close that, isn't it? Uh, it, it, it really is. But like uh, Jason said on the last show, um, when we played um, up against Chelsea, we've got to take those baby steps to start with. That's where we, that's where we need to go first. So it's just too big a gulf to step across at the moment, at the moment, to get up to Chelsea, to get up to Man City, so we have to start taking those baby steps and getting that part uh, right first off. Um, it's 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 tough. I mean, you know, we never felt like we laid a glove on them really, save for that twenty minutes uh, from sixty minutes on. But the game, the game was gone by that sixty minutes and. Uh, I don't know, like the, the 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 tonight, the actual way we played, the squad, you know, right the way through. There's just this stagnation at the moment, really, really stagnated, and the place just needs a lift. It needs some fresh faces. It needs some new energy put put in there. And you know, I mean, Conte in his post match interview, which I'm sure you'll get on to later, Rick. He looks, he looks broken already. He, he, he doesn't. He's, it looks like there's an enthusiasm that's been knocked out of him. And you know, this current board 
if they don't get some fresh faces in, you know, like Jason Sevchari, he doesn't want him. I'm not particularly enamoured with him, but you just feel like just to, just to have somebody new in, you know, and just somebody go, oh, okay, let's see what we can do with him in the side. And now he's gone because he just wasn't cutting the mustard and he's come in. So, you know, it's just... It, it just feels like he's not going to get backed at the moment. I mean, we've all got to sort of keep our powder dry on this until yeah. February the 1st. Of course, yeah. But, you know, if you if you presume that nothing gets done much by February the 1st, I think this board's got, got a big mutiny on their hands. I think yeah. they've got real problems on their hands. I think Levy's, like, going to end up not being able to come to matches. I think, that, you know, there's a real groundswell of that, silent middle ground you know there's always been those people that have shouted it all the way through and protested and you know what what they've said but now the moderates are beginning to sort of say you know if if they don't back Conte that's it for me as well and I and I will start making my voice heard so they they need to be really careful because where, where do you go from Conte if you don't back well, him, this is the thing. Isn't it? If, you, if you're going to bring that kind of caliber in, you, what's the point if you're not going to back yeah, him? Where, where, oh. where are you going? It's, you, you're done. There's nowhere else to go. So, like you know, and it's piddling about for twenty-five million quid. It's it's six or seven match days, burgers and beers, isn't it? Really, it's it's nothing. Like you know, just get some fresh blood in. Like you know, infuse us, infuse Conte. Give the place a lift, and you never know who you're going to drag along with it as well within that squad and team. You know, it's it, it, football is a confidence thing, isn't it? And at the moment, we just look, look we we just look really, really on on the deck. And uh, but you know, even if, as you said, that that gulf with with Chelsea, even if we can't bridge that at the moment, aspire to be the best of the rest to start yeah. with. As Ooh. Jason said before, it's, it's about intention. It? It? It's about intention and ambition. We're yes. 12 days into a transfer exactly. window. We haven't done anything yet. And again, I'm not, this is not knee jerk because we've just got out to Chelsea, a rival of ours, um, obviously in a semi-final, but you want to see the club, you know, showing that they're going to back the manager. I mean, the I see Jason exactly. coming in before I go to Rick's gone, Jason, very quickly. Yeah, I mean, what I'd like to do, the club are, are brilliant at sending out surveys three or four times a season. I'd love them to send out a survey tonight and say why for a semi-final against a massive London club is there 50 or 17,000 empty seats in the stadium? Why ask, ask the supporters why they haven't turned up tonight? Because there's no belief that we want to win something. There's no belief anything's going to change. And, you know, 17,000 empty seats. You know, when they put the picture next to Levy, there was even three empty director seats. Not even anybody wants to sit next to him there. So, you know, it's and yet we have Daniel Levy's his, uh, brother-in-law doing the substitutions. You know, we can get Daniel Levy's brother-in-law a job, but we can't go and sign any players. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So, you know, the club have seriously got to look at the recent attendances, you know, and before they can blame COVID, West Ham had a full house Sunday for Leeds. London's, yeah. you know, that's not exactly a million miles from Tottenham, is it? So, you know, if West Ham can have a full house, ask the reasons why Tottenham can only have 45,000 for a semi-final against a London club. We could have had that at the old White Hart Lane. Yeah, Rick, let's come over to you. I mean, listen, as I said earlier, it, it's a semi-final, which I think we all know underlines the, the gulf between the two clubs, right? I mean, it's just that kind of case. But um, I think it's fair to say Conte 
will for the first couple of times now in the last game as well, just be facing some mutterings in terms of the selection. Because, um, again, you know, it's a semi-final um, and Spurs are a club that are starved of success. And with that being the case, surely you select your best available team. You know, Hugo, Hugo Lloris is the captain of the football club. He's spoken about winning trophies. This is an opportunity to get to Wembley. Yes, there was a lot to do. We're not stupid. We have to turn around, you know, a tunnel deficit against the champions of Europe. So we're not underestimating that. But the message that transcends, as I said at the start of the show, to the rest of the dressing room, when you're not selecting your club captain, don't you think that makes an impact, Rick, on how everybody is in preparing for this game? No, I, I think you're right there, Rick. I mean, if Harry Kane was uh, not playing tonight and it was Dane Scarlett, what would that say to the team? So uh, definitely along the same lines. The only thing that I can think of, the reason that he picked the selection that he did and continues to put Doherty on the left, where, I mean, I mean I'm sure we'll get in. But um, the only reason that I can think of is that whole old Harry Redknapp kind of tactic uh, during a during a transfer window, where he kind of goes, you know, look, look what what I've got. Look how look how much help I need. You know, um, he used to do that. He used to like chuck kids on the bench, and you know, he'd play an odd person in an odd position just to go. Well, look, look, look at the amount of quality that I've got around me. This is what I need. I need a midfielder, or I need a left back, or you know, <clears throat> um, and this whole this whole thing about. You know, we can't get another striker because of Harry Kane, and you know some of the strikers don't want to come because Harry Kane's going to play every game. Well, I, I'm done with that excuse. I'm done with that excuse. I'm done with every other team being able to have two or three strikers. I'm done. I'm done. I mean, I don't know how we haven't even gone in. I mean, you know, the the we're only halfway through the transfer window, and we we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I don't know how we haven't sorted out deals that were ready to go on January 1st. We all knew the problems. We all, I know Conte wanted an extra month assessment. Great, cool. But we all know that they speak every day. We know that. So I don't understand why January 1st, we didn't go in and, and secure Kessie on a free for next summer or, you know, just, just so that we can all... Like just you're showing saying, some ambition. Just you you're showing, showing some, some ambition. Yeah. Yeah. And, and give, giving us some inspiration behind this kind of new, supposedly new look Tottenham. You know, so, I mean, uh, look, we could go out there and get a Cardi on loan from PSG. Yep. He, ain't get, he ain't getting no love over there. Or th there's Belotti, you know, that you could probably get for a cut price still now because he's got six months left. There's a ton of there's a ton of players out there that we could get in as a second striker. So, come on, do something, Tottenham, man. I I know it's only 12 days in, but, yep. but Ricks, I really would have expected something to happen. If it's Triori that we want, like the boys are saying, it's 25 mil. It's 25 mil. Don't tell me about how many people you need to get off the books before we bring somebody in. Just, you know, be a big club. Everyone talks about being a big club. Be a big club, act like a big club, and your mm. actions will speak louder than words because I'm done with the club statements as well. Like, stop, stop, stop with the working hard. Stop with the training pictures. Oh, we're going to get it back. We're working hard today. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's, it's, it's time to act. Absolutely. Know, and, and, yeah. and that board really does need to act to help yeah. this team and to help us fans feel a bit inspired about what's going on under this new revolution with Conte. You yeah, know, uh, give, him, give him some backing. This is the thing, isn't Sorry. it? You know, if, you, if you're going to... No, and you're, Rick, listen, a lot well, of comments... I'm emotional tonight, brother. I'm no, emotional. A lot of comments are doing what you're saying. And this is the thing, you know, I, I, I always say, you know, the show, 
um, it can, can be difficult when we're recording fresh, like we do fresh after the game, because emotions are high. Um, but we like to think we try and keep some perspective. You know, it is difficult because uh, you don't want to come across as knee joke. We just want to try and say things as they are. Hopefully yeah. that's represented um, by the listeners and the viewers that watch this show, listen to the show on a game by game basis. Now, Conte, after the game, um, has already spoken and he said from his perspective that in terms of the game itself, he came out and said, I think the performance was much better than the performance in the first leg. The first half, we struggled a bit, especially the way we were trying to bring the ball with, without the, sorry, bring pressure without the ball. In the second half, the performance was good. The intensity was much higher. I mean, my argument to that would probably be because Chelsea sat off because they knew the job had been done. Um, Rich, let's come to you next. I mean, look, a lot will be made of that team selection. So, I mean, we saw Antonio Conte shuffle his pack. Obviously, he was without the likes of Son Heung-min, who's obviously pricked up an injury. Eric Dyer, Sergio Reguilon, Steven Bergvine, also out of action. There was a real, I think, surprise call, as we said, for um, Gallini, who um, Conte has already said his comments after the game on Gallini and why he selected him. And his words on his selection was, and I'm going to read those out to you now, so Antonio Conte said, I don't know about this fan frustration at Lloris not playing. I made the decision and think Galini played a good game. The first game we lost 2-0 and in this one we lost 1-0. I think we have to think about a situation more important than this. So that was Antonio Conte's reaction to his selection of Galini. Now uh, we saw Matt Doherty also get the chance to start again. Um, which I know again would have infuriated fans. And we know Tsunyan Dombele um, was not included in that starting lineup where Conte confirmed after the game that it was a technical decision. But before to take that decision, I don't take the decision if I don't consult the club. So that was a club line and I have to follow that. So it sounds like the club must have imposed some form of disciplinary on Ndombele, which is the reason why he wasn't mm. included during that match. And you might probably argue that Ndombele's exclusion may have been the best thing on the night, because I, I don't know what your thoughts would have been. I think if you had Ndombele as part of that squad, let alone in the team, then I think that would have automatically brought the move down. But, I mean, Rich, that team read Galini, Tanganga, Sanchez, Davis, Emerson, Lacelso, Winks uh, getting a start, Hoybier, Darty, Lucas, Kane, and those subs, Lucas, Roden, Patoski, White, Sessignon, Skip, Delhi, Hill, Scarlet. Am I fair to say, Rich, the same as me? You might have been a little bit underwhelmed when you saw that 11. No, oh, massively. And like like we've already said, it just sent out a message of like, we're throwing tonight under the bus. The tie is gone. And we're looking towards Sunday, which is a risky, which is a risky strategy. Because if we don't do it Sunday, then you go, well, we could have actually given it a go tonight. And, uh, you know, uh, and that comes down to individual people's feelings on it. You know, some people will think just play the game in front of you, and others will say, "Well, very little chance of coming back from two 0 down." So, you know, t- just try and keep your powder a bit dry and and go f- go for Sunday because the, the tyres all already lost. But um, yeah, with with uh, with Galini, I mean, pre-game. Conte said, well, we've got a lot of games coming up. Mm. So, what, what, has, has Loris, like, covered too many kilometres? Like, you know, is he in the red zone, like, you know, for for, for an injury? It's just, I, I don't, don't I, understand it. Would, it, would make it. Sense. it would make sense if Galini started the first leg. Then I can understand it. But, yeah, I mean, it, he yeah. didn't start at Stanford Bridge, so I can't understand the reason of giving him tonight's game. No, no, and and the, and the very fact that it was, you know, his mistake, and it was a terrible mistake that actually just put us further into the madhouse, just uh, it compounded that bizarre decision 
even further. It just like you know, but not only a goalkeeper, he's also the club captain. So there's a there's a double whammy with that with that dropping him down as well. You know, it just sends out such a poor statement. But you know that he's that he's just just not there. And uh, away from that, you know, Winks has been playing well, so I could understand him getting a yeah. chance. Yeah. Um, Again, the Celso, you might argue, is in there to do creativity. Whatever you think about the Celso, he's yeah, in there because he wants yeah, to dead. give so some So, in some respects, it wasn't really that far off of what you would have played anyway. One, one or two others, maybe. But it was just that statement uh, of, uh, you know, of Loris not playing as club captain and as a, and as a goalkeeper, but just play week in, week out anyway, didn't they? It was... It was it was very very bizarre. And Dembele, I totally get why they've done that. Uh, probably for Dembele's sake, right, more than disciplinary, because everything that you know, we've seen the anger that that there's been with him uh, th- this week. So it was probably a sensible decision to to drop to drop him out. So other than that, you know, if you've got no Romero, uh, no Dyer, uh, no Reggie, all j- gone to injury. That's what you've you've got at the back. So it was a, I don't know, Rick. It was a bizarre game in in some ways because, like you know, on a on another night, there's three goals there, yeah. like you know. But mm. it also within that game as well, we never felt like we had any control. We no, just felt no. like that they they sort of had you know any time they could have gone up a gear and just just punished us. And I mean, even Rudiger after the game, I believe it was Rudiger said that at half time, um, Tuchel actually did give him a bit of a monster in because they were just being a little bit lax and yeah, well, not really. I, I saw his post match his post match interview, Tuchel was frustrated by the performance. He he called for more. Yeah. And I yeah. think that says it all, doesn't it? I mean, we're sitting here saying that we had a good game second well, you know, the, you know, Conte saying we played well second half. I mean, my argument was I think as Con, as Tuchel seems to indicate, Chelsea took their foot off the pedal. And I think that's why we were allowed to play. Yeah, so, um, yeah, yeah. That's you know that 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 is a worry. But again, yeah. we have to go back to that thing of the, of the baby steps and like uh, you know all the time we, we you know we should obviously be trying to catch Chelsea and catch City and catch Liverpool, but not be too frustrated when we can't at the moment and just aim for that best of the rest. Which is you know Con- that, that's not Conte's style, but I think that's just where we're going to have to have to start. To, to to be honest, but uh, yeah, that that lineup, yeah, you just, you just felt like it, it was give up before it even started. Absolutely, yeah. Lee's thoughts on the screen there. One of our own, of course. Lee, um, just on the way back from the game, best wishes to the fan the South stand for after falling ill. Yeah, like I say, we echo those thoughts here on the last mm. one of Spurs. We wish that fan a very very speedy recovery. Jace, only one place to start. Unfortunately, it is with Gallini. Um, <laughs> I, I, do you know what? <laughs> it was written, wasn't it? You know, we all expressed our concern when we saw that lineup and the goal itself, the opening goal, I mean, rushes out to punch a corner, nowhere near it. And I think when you watch, when you watch that goal back, he's under no real immediate pressure. There's no one actually around him. So he's got the time to think about what he can do when coming to approach the ball, but misses it completely. And, you know, I know you joke, Jason, you always say the goals that Spurs consider against Chelsea are unlike it would be against any other team and there's another one to the collection, Jace. It is. It is. It is. It is crazy. I mean, I know we've we've always conceded soft goals 
at times, but the ones we give away to Chelsea, they're just utterly, utterly pathetic goals that we can see to them. Um, and, and like I say, you know, that's the frustration they've gone through with three goals and two of them have been scored by us and one they didn't even mean to score. And, and that's, that's what's knocked us out. I mean, a bloke jumps with his back and scores with a number on his shirt. Not even look, he's looking at his own supporters down the other end of the pitch when he scores. I mean, it's just, <laughs> we could only concede that goal to Chelsea and we are the only team that Chelsea would score that goal against. It's just absolutely ludicrous, ludicrous. And, you know, when you looked at, when you, you know, you talk about the lineup and I looked at that bench tonight and I'm just looking at it again. We have nine substitutes on the bench. At what stage was he ever going to use Pascotzi? What would the circumstances have been for him to use Dane Scarlett or Harvey White? Deli Alley, who, you know, we know where Deli Alley is, but here's a bloke that used to score goals for us. He's been on the bench for two semi-finals when we're chasing games, hasn't got a minute. So, again, you know, even his place on the bench, at what stage was Conte ever going to use him? So, you know, we've, we've named nine substitutes and probably... Oliver Skip and Hugo Lloris are the only two subs that we we wanted to use or that we could have used. Because when I look at the rest of them, even Brian Hill, we never start him. So, OK, it's got Joe Roden's on the bench. You know, Joe Roden. I mean, we're not going to use him. So, you know, you look at that and we are talking about down to the bare bones. You might as well say our first team squad at the moment is 12 players. That's it. You know, because of the injuries we've got. Like I say, Dane Scarlett, when was he ever going to come off the bench tonight? Under what circumstances? He wouldn't, yeah, you're right. He wouldn't have. Exactly. No, you know, if, no. if we were chasing the game, he wouldn't be coming on. And, you know, no. unless unless we'd have lost Kane and Mora, he would never have come off the bench, would he? And even then, probably he'd have brought Ali on. So, you know, it just shows you that the mess we are in. And, um, yeah, I mean, just to go back to the, like I say, the goal was, the goal was, was ridiculous. But the, the frustration is that, you know, you see most teams really um, crowd goalkeepers now. Make yeah, it he wasn't crowd. This is the most bizarre thing. He make had the freedom it, of the box. It, yeah, they often don't see it till late. They've got to fight their way through. He had the entire, he, he had more space than the goalkeepers ever got in a penalty area. No one near him can totally see the flight of the ball, knows every run. He's got his eyes, can got peripheral vision all around, can't get there. I mean, it's just, you know. It's so basic. <laughs> this is the most frustrating it's thing. basic. Really John, I mean, Rick, coming over to you. I mean, I think those that were at the game on Sunday, and I was there on Sunday, I mean, that would have come as no real surprise to them because he did look shaky then. And I just, yeah, I mean, I know there's many people saying, you know, well, you know, Lloris being in golden made a difference tonight. It, it's not about that. It's just a principle for me that, you know, when you're talking about a side that's going to go out there and try and overturn a deficit, you want to send a statement out. And, you know, by all accounts, we heard from, you know, pre-game from uh, Jonathan DeVille, who's been on this show, of course, a really good uh, journalist from the PA Sport. And he said there was no niggle, no injury for Lloris, rested from what we understand, as Conte's confirmed, for an important one of the league games coming up. And bearing in mind, you know, as Jason said, you know, Lloris isn't covering distance on the pitch. And if I'm being honest with you, Lloris, although Spurs do concede goals, you know, we're not a side that faced 25 shots a game, which makes it even more bizarre that, you know, Golini's appearance there. Can you understand it? And was you surprised by the fact that, you know, a goal would come and it would be inevitably from a Galini error? Bro, I mean, I, I, I wasn't surprised. Um, the thing is with Galini, Galini hasn't, you know, he's to his credit in, in air quotes, um, you know, he's just come over. 
he hasn't managed to get a run of games. He's got a run of games in a couple of the cup games. He hasn't looked that solid. The Wolves game was probably his best game so far. I don't know whether Conte kind of conceded defeat in this whole kind of cup tie um, t- tonight and kind of was just like, you know what, let's give him a run out. Let's see what, you know, if he turns up, let's see whether he's worth buying at the end of the season. That's the only thing that I can think of, bro. And or, or like I said earlier, like that kind of Harry Redknapp kind of technique where it's like, look at the squad that I've got. You know, I need help from the board. And it, it makes me think about the quote that he put out. Um, I think it was in his last press conference where he kind of let us all know that he's had the meeting with Levy and uh, uh Paratici and it was a good Hitchin. one as well, and yeah, and and he it was, was like one. you know I've I've given them my assessments, but you know now now it's up to the club, you know. So it's again, um, I'm just and like us all, Ricks. I'm just tired of the same old story, mate. I'm just tired yeah. of the same old story, you know. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's, soon, soon it's as soon as really I saw draining, Bellini, isn't it? It grates on you, it, it, and it, it's, it, it's, it does great on you. As soon as it, I saw no. Bellini, and, and then as soon as I saw Doherty on the left, I, I was just kind of like, I don't know what we're doing here. You know, even even Hoiberg tonight, I, I thought could have had a rest, more, and we could have brought in Skippy, and it, it'd be Skippy and Winks, because Skippy's looked the more kind of energetic, the more robust um, of the two out of Skippy and Hoiberg so far for the last couple of games. So... I, I would have played Skippy and Winksy tonight, to tell you the truth. But uh, it is, it's just draining, bro. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. trying to find no, it's, a silver it's line, but it's yeah. really tough tonight. The only the only thing I will say, you know, in fairness, it's only a week ago that we got undone by a set piece at Chelsea where Hugo didn't come and yeah. take a ball that he could Agreed. have done. So exactly, yeah, no, thing. But, yeah. But you know, in that in that week, Jaffet Tanganga has had a week of horror, hasn't he? Three goals mm. where we've conceded from three set pieces. Yeah, he's not and he's also capable of it's under the first one. Yeah. Where he's he's charged and, and, and gone at a ball he didn't need to go for. So it's like, well, I won't do that. So Sunday, he makes no attempt to attack a ball at all. He leaves a bloke completely unmarked who loses him. And the same thing happens tonight. So, you know, I mean, Jaffet's in that role where his best game was his debut. And his yeah. debut was over two years ago. Yeah. yeah. Jason Rick, makes a good point there. Uh, Rick, actually, with, you know, mm. Loris has made that terrible error in the first game. Gallini's actually made a really good save tonight versus he's made a cut, Lukaku. Yeah, I mean, just, just to get balances, he's Loris, made a cut, yeah, made a cut you know, to tonight, try and yeah. be a little bit, a little balanced. bit of, of fairness yeah. and, and balance to it, you know. So, I mean, the, the, you know, there is that. So, all the players, they've all, they're all capable of these, of these like ricks, if for for want of a better turn of phrase, um, dropping these 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 clangers, and uh, yeah, you know, so on another night. Loris might well come out and and save that one, but then that one from Lukaku g- goes in. So I think you just have to look at the over the overall, like you know, picking individual performances. Overall, it just doesn't look no. right. It doesn't, mm. you know. And like somebody just made a point in the, in the comments there, you know, if what would have been said if Jose had announced that lineup tonight, mm. you know, mm. it's like you know, Conte was sort of going. Well, poor old, exactly. Thank you, Stuart Parker, there with that comment. You know, it's everybody would have been screaming for, for Jose to go, but with Conte, we're all being, and we're all guilty of it, all being a little bit, 
well, that's what he's got to play with. Jose, he'd have been hung for it, wouldn't it? So we have to try and be fair and balanced yeah, so that absolutely. when you are going in on people, mm. you know, you, you, you're given a little bit of validation and, and credit for it, but you're not just being un, uneven, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm yeah, sure I mean, we'll get round to, to on, Kane this yeah, evening. Yeah, I mean, but you know? on, take, like, on Tanganga, Rich, is, is he suffering mm. a real lack of confidence and concentration as, as, as both there? Or is, it, is, that just his, is this just his level at the moment? I think it's just his level, Rick. I, I really do. And I think it's, I think that is for a lot of the players in this team now. It, it's just, it's too much bang average in there. It's as simple as that. There's too much bang average. I liked a lot of what I saw this evening with um, the, the, the patterns we were trying to play and, and the moves and, you know, where players were putting the ball and the movement that was being made. You can see that that's the type of football we want to watch, but it's just bang average players that can't execute it. And that and uh, that's what it's simply coming down to now. So there's nothing wrong with the style, nothing wrong with what we've been doing in training to try and play our way through a side like Chelsea. But it's just the execution of of a ball 10 yards too short or 10 yards too long. And that includes Kane when he put Lucas through uh, for the penalty that never was. I mean, you know, you have to, you have to apply the Winks principle to it. You know, if he was doing a scientific paper on it and if Winks had put that ball through to Lucas, everyone screams, Oh, there's Winks again, or there's Doherty again. Kane does it, and it's all a bit like, well, but you can't say anything because it's Kane. Well, yeah. maybe it's time we, we did start saying well, we something, uh, you know, and, it, and start being yeah. hard on everybody equally Absolutely. and fairly, you know, well, not we, just on we, this show, if, across yeah, the board. General, if, I mean, listen, I think if, if we want to progress as a football club, we are going to have to apply much more of a harder stance and levels. And this is the thing mm. what Conte talks about, you know, if you have got levels to where you want to go, you are going to have to hold players to account. And we are going to, like, going to come on to them. Uh, Sanchez tonight, very quickly on that defence. I think, you know, he played actually okay tonight, defended you know, what he needed to do. Um, he looks like under Conte, he's coming into his own a little bit, Damson Sanchez, to be fair to him. Uh, ben Davis again tonight, fair to Ben Davis, defending well on the whole. Nothing really to criticise him on. Emerson Royale, I mean, listen, we know Emerson's limitations, but again, you know, he worked hard up and down, forced Kepper into a good save. You know, if that goes in, does that change the game? Who knows? Uh, Matt Doherty, he uh, lasted 65 minutes. Let's be honest about it. Didn't really make much of an impact on the game. We won't be surprised to see him leave this January transfer window. And um, Ryan Session came on for him for, what, the last half an hour. I mean, again, other than that last half shot, didn't really offer too much. You think, again, Sessegnon needs that run of games to really push on. Uh, but we are going to go for our first break of the show for our listeners that are on audio. Um, during this break, you're going to hear from Antonio Conte, who gives you his post-match reaction in which Richard Cracknell described the man as looking broken. Uh, you can give your thoughts on that as well when you hear. You said before the game it was going to be difficult for us and it proved to be just that this evening. What did you think of the way things panned out? But I, I think that uh, in two legs and Chelsea deserved to, to reach the final. They, they deserved much more than us. But I think in the second leg and tonight uh, we deserved uh, a better uh, final result because uh, we created many chances and uh, the players uh, played with a great uh, intensity, with uh, 
with the will, the desire, uh, don't, uh, don't lose the, the game. Uh, I think uh, we were uh, also a bit unlucky. I don't like to, to use this, uh, this word, but sometimes uh, uh, can happen uh, during the game that uh, two, two penalty and uh, um, changes the decision uh, for two penalty and uh, disallow with a goal after VR and then uh, many chances to, to, to try to score and uh, yeah, but at the end I repeat and uh, Chelsea deserved uh, to, to reach the final. And uh, yeah, we have, we have to know this. And uh, yeah, obviously it's quite frustrating to have three VAR decisions go against us. I guess it just shows the very small margins in games like this. Uh, yeah, but honestly, uh, I haven't seen, I haven't still uh, uh, seen the the situation. But uh, as you know very well, I don't like to comment. We are decision or referee decision because I think that uh, uh, is difficult. But at the same time, I hope all, I always hope that the decision they uh, they have to go to take uh, um, it will be uh, fair. It was a big effort from the players out there tonight. What do we say to them now to obviously keep spirits up ahead of a big game against Arsenal this weekend? Yeah, but uh, we we know very well that. Uh, uh, we are uh, an important game against Arsenal, and then uh, after three days against Leicester, and, uh, and then uh, against Chelsea again. Uh, yeah, I think that it will be a, a really tough week for, for us, and uh, we have to know this and uh, to try to, to give our, uh, our best. Thanks, Antonio. Thank you very much. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. 800 of you watching us live. Thank you so much for your incredible support. Um, listen, some call it therapy. We're just four blokes that love our football, love our Tottenham. And we want to see the club do well. So listen, hopefully, um, listen, we're still, in the, and this is why I said as well that we can, the FA Cup was huge for Tottenham to stay in that competition. So important that we've got something else to fight for. And listen, we were close to going out of that. So again, I think tonight... It's a it's a warning, isn't it? It's a warning that you have to back the manager um, if we're going to be looking for sustainable success. You simply have to. Otherwise, what's the point? We're 12 days into a transfer window. As Rick's has said earlier, um, why are the deals not being lined up? If they're not being done now, why are they not being looked at in the summer? We as fans, we can we know the areas to improve. So please don't tell me that Antonio Conte does not know the areas to improve. Um, and, it's, and it's it's also it's not all doom it's not all doom and gloom because you know in ten days we go to Stanford Bridge so there's lots of reasons to be positive. <laughs> Thanks, Jace, for that reminder. Yeah, absolutely, this is it, isn't it? That's absolutely fine. I love Derek's comment. Last one on Spurs and Laura Woods. Only worth thing, only good things worth looking at tonight. Listen, if we're the equivalent of Laura Woods, we're doing quite well here. We'll take that all day. So thank you very much, Derek. We'll take that by all means. Thank you so much. Um, let's discuss. Let's discuss. A penalty that Spurs were awarded coming over to you, Ricks. Uh, Hoybier was tripped by Rudiger outside the box. And then uh, he seemed to clip himself, his own heels, to get Tottenham that penalty. It was swiftly overturned by VAR. 
Uh, I've got to say that, Rick. You know, I'm not sure how Rudiger avoided the red card there. Can you understand that? He was already on a booking, from my understanding. Any idea how that wasn't a sending off? Listen, we're not questioning the VAR decision. That was right. But the sending off? The yeah, non-sending uh, off? It, 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 it's Tottenham, bro. <laughs> the, the headline was taken about, you know, whether it was a goal, uh, whether it was a penalty or not. And I think through all the haze and confusion with that and then VAR coming in, I think it almost got forgot about, you know. Um, it's just our luck, bro. It's just our luck. We've had no luck this season. Every time we get on a little bit of a, a roll, you know, an international break comes up or we get a couple of injuries or it's... Uh, and, and an even cracker said before we came on today that um, Kane hobbled off. Yeah, I don't know what's going on this season, but we, there's just, you know, there, there ain't no luck with us right now, man. So we got a mural, uh, though. We, we, we nice did mural. get a mural. We did we get, a mural. Do you know what? I liked Cracker's mural that he put up for Vendombele. I don't know if you saw that tweet, but there, there's yeah, a did, mural. I, I, <laughs> my, my worry is, though, Rich, like, my worry is though, Rich's tweet, tweet got more likes than Lenny King's one. <laughs> <laughs> And that's meant to be that's meant to be the mural for the bloke and Rich's tweet done that, 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 that. I did I did text Ledley and apologize and said sorry to upstage your, 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 big, your big day. So uh, yeah, he, 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 I did have to ask him something else, so he chose to ignore that my comment very, very diplomatically. Yeah. We can't no, wait for the next letters like when you and Ledley are sitting there and that question comes up, Rich. We're buzzing for that one. <laughs> I tell you what, what moral do you prefer? My God. <laughs> I can, I can speak for Jason. I bet he won't, that he'll be gone by the time that question comes to you and Lely on that Legends night, I can tell you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ho- Hoybier in general tonight, um, again, I'm, I'm, listen, it's hard because that second half, Chelsea dropped off. So I'm not trying to find positives deliberately. But Jace, was that one of you know his better performances recently? I know they couldn't have got much worse, but was he the better of the central midfielders on the night for you, Hoybier? Uh... Am I, am, I, am I really clutching at straws No, there? you're probably right. He didn't have a bad game tonight. Um, you know, the fact he was bursting through to, to try and get through for that penalty and he certainly won a few balls and things. We know, I mean, you know, it's like all the players not being funny tonight. I didn't learn anything about one player that, that I didn't know about mm-hmm. them. That that's, that's the thing. That is their their general level of performance, their average level. Nobody played above themselves. I didn't think anybody really played below themselves. Even those that had poor games, I think, well, they have poor games as they're poor players, if you if you see what I mean. So, uh, you know, he did okay tonight, Hoiberg, but it's, it's very hard in that midfield tonight where, where Chelsea just control it so easily. And if you're going to stand off them and allow them to have the ball, then, you know, I, I don't know why we didn't try and... You know, you, you, you've got to get on the front foot against them. I know everyone will say, oh, they'll just cut you open. But a 2 nil down, you, you had to get on the front foot, not just stand off them all the time. And I, I don't know why we did that. But, yeah, Hoiberg was was OK on the night. No no major problems with him, but no no major advantage to him in the team, was it? It was just bang average. Yeah. Uh, we saw Andrew Mariner again, Rich, come over to you, point for a penalty as Lucas went down. Listen, it didn't look like one at all, to be fair, you know, even in real time. And, you know, the referee quickly went over to the monitor, changed his mind. I mean, it just felt like one of those nights, Rich, where, I mean, listen, these weren't penalties. I, I want to make that clear. I'm not obviously subsiding from the point. They weren't penalties, but it just felt one of those nights we've been playing for four hours. We weren't getting back into that game, Rich. You know that night as a Spurs fan. We've all been there as Spurs fans where yeah. you just feel like this isn't, Gonna happen. Gonna happen. No, no. And you had Kane's 
very, very near miss at the far mm. post oh, as I mean, well. Mm, and, we, you know, there, there, there was that. You but, talk about but, players in big games stepping up, Rich. It's, it's yeah, another one of those yeah. games, isn't it? Yeah, it was, and I almost felt Andre Mariner should have got out like you know, man of the match, cinch, yeah. man of the match, top of the man of the match. He was doing his power to try and help us, to try and help, to try and help us out. Yeah, he 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 really did. But no, all those VAR decisions were actually correct tonight. And then because that's what you know, although we we said we didn't really lay a glove on Chelsea within sort of control of the game. It, that's just football for you sometimes, isn't it? You know, on an, on another night, if there was no VAR or Hoybier gets caught just inside the the box there, and you know Kane, that no VAR is, is deemed on, all of a sudden it's game on, isn't it? You know, it's them fine margins. But when you're when you're a good t- team, you always get those those little fine margins, you know. So uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, Andre Mariner got nothing wrong there. I, I, I think except the booking, you know, he, he, he should have been booked for that foul on on Hoybier. If it's a foul, then it, it is a booking, yeah. really. Yeah. And uh, and then he's got to go, hasn't he? So mm. uh, yeah, but you know, I think that's sort of, I, I think that's nit, nitpicking little yeah. bits and pieces. You know, much much bigger legs. problem yeah. over over two legs and just generally. At the moment, as well, you know, there's there's bigger fish to fry here at the moment than that. I know we're looking at the game, but there, mm. I think there's a bigger picture, and you know, hopefully, hopefully, not a storm looming. And by February the first, there's some yeah. sort of brighter skies on the horizon. Did yeah. he get booked? Rudiger. He got booked that. earlier on. He got booked. He got booked earlier on. Yeah. No, he, yeah. Totally yeah. So that. if he gets booked, he's off. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he's I, I going totally off for that. That he's being booked. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Boys, so, let's um let's talk about Harry Kane. Rick, so I'm gonna start with you. I mean, Chris on the screen there shares that comment there. Kane, 14 semi-finals and finals combined now for Tottenham. Three goals, one assist. I think that I mean that, sorry, that may be quoting England as well in there. I mean, I might have to verify that, uh, Chris. We might have to verify that that if that is England as well. So please forgive me if that's that isn't essentially correct. But um Listen, it's again, you know, Harry Kane talks about wanting to win trophies, um, wants to want to be playing the big games, the Champions League, you know, the, the finals. These are the games tonight where you look to your leaders to carry you and get you through. He had a great chance, like Rich touched upon, to score, didn't. Um, tell me, Rick, overall with Harry Kane, your thoughts on him performance-wise. Was he, is it again nitpicking here? Was he worse off than any of the other players on that field? Or are we just <clears> looking <throat> and aiming to try and get our frustration out at the moment because we're so frustrated by that result and the lack of passion, especially in that first half? I, I think it's a bit of both, Ricks. I think it's a bit of both. I mean, you know, there was a lot, there, there, there was endeavour there from him. You know, it, it looked like he, he wanted to score. It looked like, you know, it's, it's not like he was pulling out or I didn't see him like jogging around the pitch or I didn't see him really sulking or anything. He he wanted to score, but then we've got to look. The, the biggest difference between us and Chelsea was the amount of quality that there is in that in, in that first 11. And, you know, Conte said it again, in all the games since he's been here, even though we've got results, we've struggled. You know, we've struggled to get a lot of the results that we, we have got this, this year. Um, so... It's, it's, it's been a struggle. That first 11, you know, that midfielder not getting, he's not getting the service that he's used to. Um, 
it would have been nice for him, obviously, to score tonight. Uh, the, the goal that was offside, I, I don't know how. I, I mean, what the boys, boys, you might have to explain this offside to me because I saw the Chelsea player running off of the goal line. So I, I didn't. Two get, players. It has, what was it? it? Has, what was it? It has to be two players goal side. One of those can be the goalkeeper. That it's uh, it's a common mistake people keeper. make because the goalkeeper yeah. is always one of them. But yeah. but the law is there must be two defenders beyond of which one of the the goalkeepers counts as one of the defenders. So, it was so the that, that's why. You're right. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, but mm. even that, like, I was going mad at that. You know what I mean? I was, I was going mad. I couldn't believe it. You know. Um, but yeah. um, so look, he was he was there for that. And it, if the goalkeeper was on his line or whatever, you know, if it was an onside goal, he would have scored. I know that sounds stupid, but you know, he would have got his goal tonight. Or if any one of those penalties was. You know, was a was a right penalty. Um, it was a true penalty. Then he, he would have scored again. But like, I don't know. Like, it, there's just so much surgery that is needed with this side, and Harry definitely needs to be pushed. The the fact that he's been golden boy for so long is a beautiful thing, and I'm not discounting that. And I love everything that he's done for this club. You know, um, season in, season out. Every time that uh, he gets criticised, or every time that there's some haters on him from the press or whatever, or every time there's a stat, he goes and kind of he obliterates it and he shuts mm. everybody up. He's had, a lack um, of, he's had a lack of service as well, Harry Kane. We can't he, go away from he's that. He's had a, a lack of service, Very but also service. A, a lack of competition. You know, I think this this year, especially with him being on a wobble and, you know, trying to get out to Man City in the summer, it's great that he's happy with Conte and it's great that he's back on board, but he definitely needs some competition. He, it can't just be... He, that that that's no. his role, regardless whether he's, yep. he's in form or out of form. He needs. To, we've seen how much competition can increase the levels of the players that we already have. So he needs somebody that can kind of come in and push him. You know, if Vlahovic was the man, you know, because he's looking like the man. If Vlahovic was the man, then it, it wouldn't be guaranteed that Harry Kane starts every week. I think that needs to wobble him a little bit. You know, if we were to bring in a Cardi on loan, the, and so that he wasn't guaranteed to start every week. I think that would push him a little bit more. And and, and a bit more kind of fire would be under uh, under his bottom to kind of go, you know what, this is my club, this is my team, I should be there, you know, and give him another bit of, of a push. But, um, yeah, it's again, like you say about semi-finals, again, you talk about Harry, and Harry talks about trophies and wanting to win stuff, and we all know that he's a Tottenham boy and he wants, he does want to win with us, I know that, I know he wants to win with us. But he, many a times he hasn't turned up to these semi-finals or finals. You know that's the truth. You know, regardless whether it's for injury or like this, he just hasn't turned up certain times. So he definitely needs to kind of, I don't know, be be inspired like the rest of us with signings that come in. You know, he needs he needs to see Conte being backed as well for him to feel inspired. And, and and him to want to go again and believe in the system and to believe in this process that we're building right now. <clears throat> because if anybody knows, because he's a Tottenham fan as well, if anybody knows how far away we are as a side, it's him. Yeah, he see, he's seen us at his peak and he mm. sees us where it is. So he needs to be inspired as well. Yeah. Jason, come over to you on that, Harry Kane. Listen, I mean, again tonight, listen, whilst we're talking about individuals, we can't get away from the fact that Kane, number one, there was a lack of support for him. There's no doubt about that. Not getting away from that at all whatsoever. But how much, Jason, do you think in general he is severely lacking competition? And when I talk about competition, I'm not talking about, um, you know, 
no offence to him, Collis of an issue, so to be fair to him, his goal ratio was good, but wasn't ever going to really challenge Harry Kane, you know, properly for that first team spot. I'm talking about bringing somebody in like a Dusan Vlalovic or like, you know, a striker who, I'm trying to think in the Premier League, who would, you know, Jamie Vardy, for example, and, 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 and they I'm just throwing out there, not to say to sign him, but somebody of, you know, an adequate level, can, you know, that's going to battle him for the spot because ultimately, like Rick says, he knows Good or bad, he's in that team every single week. Yeah, I don't I don't always think it's competition. I think it's just help alongside sometimes. That, you know, we're playing Chelsea tonight. Um, and he's up against Rudiger and he's up against Azpilicueta or Christensen. And every time the ball goes to him, there's two around him. And, you know, with no son to run off him. That's that's a hard hard gig for him tonight. I mean you know the two the two penalty incidents both came when he's dropped into midfield and put balls through, and he's probably thinking, why can't somebody do that for me? Why can't somebody give me that ball so that I'm on the shoulder? And then we had that that moment towards the end where Lucas Mora broke, and we actually had a three on two, and he dallied and dallied and dallied on the ball. And you're thinking, couldn't you have given that to Kane? Couldn't you have got a ball to him? So, and, and I think also in terms of semi-finals and finals, you know. <sighs> We're playing better teams usually in those semi-finals and finals. You know, we've had Manchester City and we've played Chelsea about three or four times and we had Liverpool win a Champions League final. Um, you know, they're, they're, invariably you're playing against the better sides. You know, we're, we're not playing against Brentford, Norwich and Newcastle in those semi-finals. So it will be hard. You, you won't dominate those games. You won't be creating 15 chances in those games uh, like you would do against some of those teams. So... You know, I'm, I'm sure his goal ratio against some of those teams is lower than than against Leicester and teams like that. But, but no, he has he has to uh, he has to do more. I didn't think it was a lack of effort from him tonight. And um, you know, as Rick says, on another night he gets two penalties and puts one in the corner without VAR, and, and he's got a hat trick on his name. We're not talking about it. Yeah. But yeah. But I think you know, there's times when you're playing those teams when he perhaps needs help. Like I say, a genuine presence alongside him so that the two central defenders can't just be preoccupied with what's Kane doing. I think we're so predictable in those games that, that Rudiger loves man-for-man marking, so he can get on Kane, and then the others just think, we've just got to get in and around him, and, and we've dealt with him, and there's no other goal threat. That's, mm. that's part of the problem, whereas perhaps with a genuine second striker alongside him, they couldn't quite put all their preoccupation into stopping Kane. And I think, you know, let's be honest, if you were... If you were playing against Tottenham in a semi-final or final, you know the goal threat is Kane and you, you make sure defensively you set up to, to stop that. So, yes, he can do more. But yeah. sometimes, you know, if he's going to have two defenders with him, there's space for somebody else to step up and they don't always do it either. Rich, Harry Kane, listen, you've never been, you know, <laughs> you know you've, never, you've never in the past, you know, ever said or never, never been shy to express your views on Kane and the level mm. which he's at. Tonight, does that frustrate you again? A game where, listen, we've acknowledged there's a lack of service, but you know the great players, the, the world class players, take the game by the scruff of the neck, and mm-hmm. regardless of what happens, regardless of what happens, they make it their game. Is that fair yeah. for me to level that, Kane? Uh, yeah, a bit. But then I've got a very high threshold for what world class is because it just gets banded around so much, and I think there is really in the game only three or four world-class players, you know. I mean, you start hearing 20, 30 
players that get, oh, yeah, he's world-class. Oh, yeah, he's world-class. He's world-class. They're not. You can't have that many. World-class is like that very, very small uh, bracket of players. And I think Kane's probably too good for us, but not world-class. I think he sits somewhere in you know in in that 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 ether if you like but in in that sector um i think there's a multitude of issues with kane i think he's the, the bricklayer that needs bricks to be delivered but he's in a comfort zone where he don't have to go and get him himself because even if he doesn't he's playing again next week so i think he needs healthy competition not you know looking to sort of try and do each other as such, and oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the king round here. But that healthy competition, another striker to come in and be a competitor, but also play alongside, you know. So he just needs, he, you know, as Jason said, he knows he's in the side next week, and that's got to breed a little bit of like contempt or familiarity. Do you know, it's going to breed that 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 sort of attitude of like. You know, I know I'm playing again next week. So I think he's just sort of a bit of an embodiment of where the, the, the club is. You know, there's that he's stagnated. The club feels a little bit stagnated in some ways. You know, there's just not this fresh, constant push to try and improve us as a club from the ball that you know from the football perspective we spoke about this before infrastructure wise there's all the impetus in the world you know but we we don't go to watch a stadium we go to watch players so i think i think there's a multitude of issues with kane if somebody comes in and gives him a bit of competition and you know alongside a bit of help a bit of balance there perhaps we start to see him improve a, a little bit more you know yep. so and i think that goes for, for a lot of players you know and service but you know he's not a one-man team we're, we're not the no. harry kane team despite what you know somebody <laughs> in manchester once said he, he does need that service from midfield and there's just not that creativity there you know lucas bless him is about as close as he gets to it at the moment uh, you know so there needs to be that fresh impetus behind him of yeah. creativity to give him the chances, you know? So there's a whole multitude of, of issues surrounding Kane and why he sort of looks like he, he's off the boil a bit at the moment. I think, I think as well, just, just in terms of the two semi-finals with them, uh, the easiest person he can, you can compare him to is Lukaku and he's done nothing. No. And yeah, he has no. got service. And then no. Timo Werner was a 50 million striker. And what's he done? No, so, that's fair. You know, in, in fair, and the, like, like I keep saying, the, the tie's been decided with all that, that attacking talent that Chelsea have on the pitch. And they have they have lots of it. It's been mm. two own goals and a bloke with his back to goal hitting him that's gone yeah, in. True. That's, that's the thing. None of, none of the front players have actually, I think you could say Kane's played just as well as Lukaku or, or Werner over those two games. Yeah. It's just the nature of those goals have conceded just diabolical. You've said it before, Jace. It's uh, oh. only Spurs could have you know, three VAR decisions, two own two own goals, or yeah. sorry, one exactly. own goals, and it would only happen against Chelsea. If we played Leeds, yeah. we wouldn't have those decisions. No, it would. No. It's only it, we are cursed. We're a cursed club, but we are particularly cursed when we play them. And and you know what would have happened if we'd have been four 0 up tonight? There would have been a floodlight failure. <laughs> it's Chelsea. This is what happens with Chelsea. You know. 
Oh dear. I mean, listen, um, on that midfield, as we discussed it, I mean, Harry Winks, um, I would say, you know, being honest tonight, I thought his passing was slightly off. Um, you know, again, it, it's one of those nights where everybody we knew needed to perform 10 out of 10 for us to get a result. And unfortunately, <laughs> they didn't. Well, well, there you go with Winks. I mean, what we're talking about, there was that easy, easy, easy ball yes. through to Kane. Yes. And he hits it. It would have been, he been one on one in the, the south there. I mean, maybe yeah. the bloke got ill because he got hit by Winks' ball. I don't know. But, you know, yeah. I mean, that was just ridiculous. And there's a prime yeah. example where, where you know, service to Kane. Just, it, that was such a basic easy, pass. And he's in the wasn't clear. Even, it wasn't even pressure on. It was the one no. time nobody came to close And the way he's been yeah. playing recently, he's done that in his yeah. sleep. It was such so, an easy pass to yeah. make. Uh, Lacelso boys has come to Rick's. Rick Lacelso back to back starts now for him. Lacelso, um, but again, did very little in, in that number ten role that he was in tonight. Um, it, for you, is he going to be one that's going to change the tune under Conte? Do you think, or is it he one Rick that you think really another one that we're just we're playing out time inevitably for him to move on at some point? You know, with Lacelso, Ricks, it does remind me of that uh, Crackers analogy when he spoke about either plimsolls or Gucci shoes. You know, like you either buy 10 pairs of plimsolls and that'll last you, you know, um, um, for, for a month, or you buy a pair of Gucci shoes that last you for the year. Do you know what I mean? So it just, it, you know, the, the, the more Lacelso plays, and I don't know what he does, I didn't know what he done against Morecambe. I thought he, to, to, to be fair to him tonight, I thought he, he was a lot busier. Um, he, he wanted to get in a niggly tackle a bit, you know, those lamella tackles to try and break up playing, to stop them playing. So he, he was involved. He was a lot more involved than he has been in, 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 in the past. But it just, every time I think about Lacelso, I'm just like, we could have paid an extra, what was it? Five, eight mil oh, and got Fernandez. And got yeah. Fernandez. Mm. You know, so I, know, I, know always... we, uh, I know we loved Pochett, but, you know, in, in parts, but I mean, if that was Potch's decision, you know, to for, to to go for La Celso over Fernandez, then I just words foul me on him. Ricky Ricky reminded me of that analogy. I actually made that on one of our own Chris Cowling's channel. So for <laughs> anybody it. that didn't didn't hear it, but well, it yeah, actually it, applies it, to Spurs quite well. Well, I used to buy my my two lads. Uh, they're, they're seventeen and fourteen now, but when they were a, a, a bit younger, three years apart, and they were like sort of nine and twelve, eight, eleven. I'd, uh, you know, I'd pop down to Sports Direct, go and put a bit of money in Newcastle's pocket at the time, and you know they'd have the they'd have the Lonsdale trainers there. Sorry, Lonsdale. Right. If that's sorry, it. sorry, Ricky Sachs, if you're in a negotiation for Lonsdale. Well, I was up until this point. That's out the window. We have to go back to Theodora now. <laughs> there, there they are at fifteen quid a pair, like you know, and you look and then there's the Nike ones, and they're like sort of thirty quid a pair for the kids. And you think, mm. oh, they're, t- they're twice the price here. So you go and buy, you buy two pairs of Lonsdale within like four weeks. The, the arse is hanging out of them. They're, they're broke. <laughs> they're gone. You know, and you you look back over a year, and all of a sudden you're going, hang on a minute. I've bought like four or five pairs of Lonsdale trainers each for these boys. You know, I've done 150 quid in Lonsdale trainers. So the following year, I thought to myself, right, do you know what? I'm going to buy them the Nike ones each. And I spent 30 quid each on the Nike ones, 60 quid in one go instead of like the 30 quid. They lasted the year. So I actually saved money just by buying quality in the first place. 
and this is the problem in the Spurs squad at the moment, is we are stuffed full of Lonsdale trainers. And yeah. we should just be buying some more Nikes. Just like, you know, don't have 20 Adidas, pairs of you know, Lonsdales or, or Adidas, you know. But go go and get 15 pairs or 12 pairs of good Nike or Adidas trainers instead of 20 pairs of Lonsdale. <laughs> it's Lonsdale La Celso, as Davey Boy has just put on the screen for those listening to the pod later. Somebody just made the point. Lonsdale La Celso. We should be the Lonsdale Stadium, shouldn't we? We are we're, we're so... Like the board and, you know, the board is so Lonsdale, isn't it? You know, and along comes Conte and he feels like, Conte feels like the off-white tag. You know that 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 zip zip tag that off-white has, like a real good quality. He feels like, you know, we've put like the off-white zipper, like Ziploc tag on a pair of Lonsdales, didn't we? Or, we, or we've blacked out the Lonsdale like, logo and we've put three stripes or the Nike swoosh down the side of them with Conte. That's, that's, that's what it, f- it feels like. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, but on Dom, and Dombele, you know, somebody just made the point. Yeah, on sorry, Dombele, that was, uh, Steven, looked, Steven, was supposed to be Nike. But, you know, he, he's the pair of no. Nike trainers that you've bought off of, like, one of those Far East websites, doesn't it? Like, yeah. You know, he's, like, or, the, or the clearance I mean, section. Yeah, yeah. It's like a default with them. You know, they're like a yeah. default. Yeah. 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 It's, it's Nick. It's not Nike. Yeah. It's Nick. Nick, yeah. Nicky. With a snake swoosh, you know. Oh, um, <laughs> Lucas Mora. I mean, this he had the penalty shout. I was just going to say, if Gio played back to back, he needs to go back to stands. That's where he needs to go, mate. <laughs> Listen, he'll be all right. Argentina's coming around, so he's got Dreadful. to keep his match fitness up Dreadful. for Argentina, I, hasn't he? he really, to be fair, he has, he has a petty squabble. He dives all over the place, tries to make every foul look like he's got a broken leg. Weak mentality, weak-minded. Just please get off the pitch. I was going to say then, when, when you when you're offering a new contract then? Oh Jesus <laughs> oh, no, Christ! No, no, no. I, I mean, you know that transfer window. I go on about it. And Dombele, Lo Celso, Clark, Sessignon. I mean, mm. that's that's the killer, isn't it? When we're talking about investment, there's a hundred and forty million quid in that transfer window. That, you know, that what is what the, I generally what the think hell have we got from it? You know, but oh. I think this is just as generally going to scare the club now from future investment because. You've mentioned there, Jason. I think we sent earlier on in the group uh, one thing where you know you look at what we've spent on record signings. You know, you go from Lamella, oh. Saldado, Sessignon, and Dombele, uh, Bergwijn up there, Soko. You know, this is why I also think you know the board are going to be quite, I think, concerned about spending a lot of money because there's been so many big transfers that have gone wrong. But ultimately, you know, if you don't spend the money, we're never going to improve. So it is again catch twenty two. Um, just yeah. to uh, yeah, but one minute, one minute, Ricks. W- one minute. Yeah, I'm not saying we shouldn't be saying we have to spend. We have to it's spend. Not, it's not that they've got to stop. If they're scared, they've got to stop that. What they need to do is they need to learn from their mistakes. It's smart exactly recruitment, the boys. Smart, smart recruitment. But go out for the for, go out for your top target. Put an extra five mil into the kitty and go and get your pair of Nikes rather than going to get your Lonsdales because this is what continues to happen. You know, Sissoko. You speak about Sissoko. He wasn't a first choice. Soldado wasn't a first choice. There's, we could go through the lot of them, bro. We could go through the lot of them, and they wasn't the top target that we was linked to or supposedly linked to at the time. It I mean, is always the BC option. And if you buy rubbish, you end up spending more, as Crackers just gave you in it. You end up spending... Look at the right-back situation. Look at the right-back situation. How much money have we spent on right-backs? And we're yeah, going to spend an extra Carl, 25 minutes. Yeah. Come on. Come yeah. on, bro. Like, they've got, yeah. they've got to learn the lessons. 
you know, the frustration on recruitment is there was a time, you know, when we were getting really good. If you think yeah. about it, we brought in in a space of a couple of windows. We brought in Larice, Musa Dembele, uh, Toby Alderweireld, yeah, yeah. Tongan, Christian yeah. Eriksson. Yeah. Uh, okay, Lamella went went wrong. Min Son came in. Yeah. Victor yeah. Wanyama came in. In that two yeah. or three years. So I, I can't remember who was doing it. I know Mitchell was on the on yeah, one Paul stage, was but there, yeah. I don't think Mitchell was on the whole time. No. There's an area there where we, in fairness, Wanyama, Toby, uh, Musa Dembele, we knew what they were because they came from Premier League clubs. But with yeah. with Hugo Vertonghen and Christian Eriksen and that, we, we were getting it right. Mm. But from that era, from, you know, probably what was the last good? Sonny was probably the last really good, really yeah. good top transfer we've had. And since then, it's been one one mess after another. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to finish up on the on the players tonight, we're going to obviously go ahead to Arsenal now. Um, but Lucas Moura had that penalty shout. As usual, plenty of running from Moura, as we saw. Um, probably one of the players you felt if that was going to happen, it was going to come through Lucas Moura. Uh, Brian Hill, to be fair to him, I thought that was a decent cameo. You know, I think, again, um, Rich, don't worry, we'll be coming around to you shortly on Brian Hill. We have to come around to our uh, our Spanish correspondent, of course, <laughs> on Brian Hill. Before we do, um, Rick, is that one player we can have a bit of confidence on? Because it's been taught maybe, you know, up against Morecambe, you know, he was getting knocked off the ball. I just thought, you know, this guy, as we've always done the show as a joke, needs a couple of those stakes down him, as Rich prescribes in the Wagyu stakes. Get him down. I know, I know Jay's actually the first time on this show. I can say this to Jason. You're here, Rick, as well. Um, give it, please give him a Dharma Traore's coach, whoever does his um, training. Please give him his, you know, physical please, coach, please, not technical physical coach, coach. Not technical <laughs> coach, physical coach. Whatever they did, whatever they're giving, you know, Traore, as uh, someone said on our last show, the Uber Eats, uh, you know, analogy, please ship it to, um, you know, Brian Hill because um, you what, he looked Brian, okay tonight. You, you're telling me Brian Hill needs 16 gallons of baby oil to play. <laughs> Just the diet, just the diet, just the nutritionist. What would you reckon, Rick, on uh, Brian Hill tonight? You you know what, I I think using him as a kind of impact sub right now is probably the way he's going to get the best, we're going to get the best out of him. Just so that we can build him up slow and so that, you know, he can be in the gym, like you boys are saying, and and drinking those protein shakes, etc. We we know that's the only problem right now, is the fact that he hasn't got that much weight on him in the sense of he can be buoyed off the ball, he can be bullied off the ball easily. Um, But you look at him, he's got speed, he's got a lot of trickery, you know, um, and I think there's a high ceiling for him. I think, I think, you know, he was on the golden boy list not too long ago as well. Um, I think there's a high ceiling with him, but he's, he's another player that we as Tottenham bring in and he's a project player. We can't yeah. expect too much of him this season. Um, it's going to take a minute. Yeah. But I think using him as an impact up when the defense, when the opposition's defense are waning a bit, is is an effective way of using him, um, yeah. because and and he's shown a lot of will, a lot of passion, you know, um, a lot of want, a lot of effort to 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 try and affect the game. So fingers crossed, a uh, little bit by little bit, we can build him up. And um, I, and I agree with that that statement there that uh, Matt just put up that mm. you know Hill deserves a lot more time than the Celso. Um, well, yeah, yeah. We've given Celso so, two and a half, three years now. So, I mean, I, he'll I need mean, that time. Yeah. I'd love to see him know. start against Arsenal. I know that'd be a bold statement, but I know, Jace, we're gonna, we'll come on to it in a second. But I do think, you know, why not? We'll come on to it in the Arsenal preview. Uh, crackers, quickly, Hill for you from tonight. Mm. Little cameo. Dull, 
Dull una oportunidad, Rick. Give him a go. Give him a chance. I think I'm not too sure about in the North London derby, um, but I certainly would like to see him playing a few more games, like if we were up against a Burnley or Southamptons or Wolves. Would or, that Brighton in, you Brighton know, in the Cup? Brighton, is that a game you play him in the Brighton in the Cup, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because mm. there is a little baller in there, you know, yeah. and he's feisty. He yeah, just, yeah. you know, he, he will get up and he will go again. He does get ragged about a little bit. But, uh, you know, Modric was, there was nothing much of Modric, but he was Nels, you know. I mean, he was a kid that came mm. out of, you know, a war-torn country and everything. And he was yeah. he was proper Nels. And even tonight, that little cameo, you know, mm. uh, I'd, I'd give him a 90 and see what happens. It might be that at the moment he can only do cameos. Yeah. But I think, as I've said before on other shows, a little bit of development with him and there's some lovely little touches. There's a little sort of back flick through uh, on the mm. edge of the box. And you was like, oh, wow, I, I didn't see that. But he saw the overlapping runner. I think it might, was it uh, Emerson, I think, might have been yeah, yeah. making the overlap the right run. Side, yeah. yeah. And he just, a little back heel, and he put it perfectly yeah. into, into his path. And you think to yourself, yeah, like, you know, he's... He, he's he's seeing those 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 cheeky little balls that that, that, that just sort of open up a defence, you know, yep. because it was like I think it caught it caught them out a little bit. So he's seeing things, he's seeing those those cheeky little opportunities, and uh, and you know, there's a brain there as well, a little that that sort of different thinking football brain with him. So yeah, I. Be careful where we where we dip him in. A ninety against Arsenal, I'm not sure he's up to that at the moment. But there's certainly games like the Brighton FA Cup game. Get a good look at him. Get you yeah. know get get a ninety look at him, or at least a sixty minute look at him. Mm. So uh, yeah, yeah let, let, let's see let's see what happens. Not not for Sunday though. Definitely okay, not there you go. That's Rich's verdict on that. Well, we're going to go for our final break of the show. Uh, taking this break, you're going to hear from um, our listeners on audio. You're going to hear from Harry Simeu from the Chronicles of Aguna podcast. I never like saying that word, Guna. Sorry, you can you can fast forward that for our listeners on audio if you don't want to hear, of course, that preview. But uh, we are duly, duly bound to give you a preview. So you're going to hear from Harry on that. Actually, really nice guy. The North London derby is just around the corner. Arsenal travelling to Spurs. And we would have been travelling to Spurs after the second leg of our Carabao Cup semi-final with Liverpool. But due to, uh, depending on what way you look at it, Liverpool playing the system, Arsenal are in a position now where uh, we go into this game off the back of the first leg. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see what Mikel Arteta does, how he prioritises things, because the squad is really thin at the moment. Uh, Obviously, we've got players at the AFCON, which has left us particularly vulnerable in the centre of midfield. We saw... At the weekend that Lekonga not quite up to it unless he has a solid and secure partner alongside him. And there's still question marks at the time of me recording this with regards to whether or not Granite Xhaka will be available. So lots for Mikel Arteta to sweat over in the build up to this game. But I think outside of that, the team pretty much picks itself. Uh, Obviously, you're going to see Aaron Ramsdale come back in goal. We'd expect probably Burn Leno to play in the cup competition. Tommy Asu, White, Gabriel returns from suspension. And Kieran Tierney will probably make up the back four. Ahead of that midfield pivot, which is likely to be Xhaka and Lekonga, assuming that both of those two players are available, is probably going to be Martin Odegaard with Saka, Martinelli and Lacazette probably making up the rest of the forward line. So 
I think the team at Arsenal in recent weeks has, has picked itself when everybody's available. And I think that's a good thing. I think we've found a bit of rhythm. We've settled down a little bit. And you're starting to see that kind of come off in the attacking third where we've become a lot more potent. Defensively, I'm not sure we're as solid as we were at various points in the season. Um, you know, it feels like we've kind of gone off the boil a little bit in that sense. But perhaps that's a consequence of us being a little bit more open and a little bit more expansive. I think going into the game, you know, depending on what happens against Liverpool, of course, in the interim, Arsenal can feel quite confident because I look at this Spurs side and with all due respect, I don't think it's a great side. I still think that this is uh, a job that Antonio Conte is going to find quite difficult just because of what he's got available to him. And I think that, uh, you know, it's a project that's still very much in its infancy for him. So there's reason to be optimistic as an Arsenal fan, but it's just that midfield situation that really, really worries me. And, and a heavy defeat at Anfield, if that is to be the case, midweek could you know, add to the problems. It could cause a real dent in our confidence and it could see us struggle at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But it's a massive, massive game for both sides. Both sides have aspirations of qualifying for Europe. Uh, the Europa League will be, I'd say, the baseline goal for both these sides. But of course, that fourth spot has opened up and both of these sides will feel as though they have an opportunity to steal in there. Um, I think this game will be crucial in that. Obviously, the North London derby took place at Emirates earlier in the season and Arsenal ran out victors in that one. But um, this is a different kettle of fish. Going away to Spurs is always a very difficult and different proposition. And... Um, while I could say that there's reasons to be optimistic and reasons to be uh, you know, confident as an Arsenal fan, given the fact that since the opening weeks of the season, barring a couple of minor dips, we've been in relatively good form. It's still a fixture that you know, I, I am nervous about. And, and it's one that obviously when you lose it, not only does it have huge implications in the table, it has huge implications with regards to the rivalry. Um, you know, we live in and amongst each other. We live and breathe it. Uh, we breathe and live this derby all the time. And so, yeah, um, it's a game that I'm particularly nervous about. But I guess from an Arsenal perspective, and I guess it's a little bit different for Spurs having that extra day, it's really tough to shift our focus towards this game until we play that game at Anfield on Thursday night. So um, I think after that, we'll have a better indication. But my predicted lineup would be uh, Ramsdale in goal, Tomiyasu, White, Gabriel, Tierney, Lokonga, Xhaka, Odegaard, uh, Martinelli, Saka and Lacazette. As for a prediction, well, I've got to be optimistic and I'm going to go for the good old 1-0 to the Arsenal. Uh, for watching us on YouTube, still nearly, about, nearly under 800 of you now watching us live, still sticking with us. Thank you so much. Right, concert time. Let's go straight into Arsenal. Jason, let's come to you. Listen, always a big, big game. A game that we, um, some, they dread it. They don't like it. They don't enjoy it. You just get through it. But this is the big North London derby, isn't it, really? It's the opportunity for Spurs to, you know, essentially, hopefully, try and get into that top four, keep them quiet. I mean, I'll be honest with you, Arsenal this season, for me, um, Arsenal have been Arsenal. You know, uh, the games they should expect, they should win, they've won. If they've come up against a side that's top six or top five, they've lost resoundingly. So, um I would we're expect, not, but we're not in the top five. No, we're not. But I would expect Tottenham, with the caliber of Conte as a head coach, um, as a Tottenham fan, I expect nothing more than for us to win and win convincingly. Am I probably being overconfident there? Probably I am. But you know, I think you look at the two, the two managers at least. You know, Conte's got levels and and, and on, on Arteta for me, 
And they've just come, the only thing that would scare me about Arsenal is I know they've got their semi final tomorrow against Liverpool, so we don't know how they're going to come out against that. But um, on the base of that, obviously, the way they played against Forest, they're going to expect a reaction, isn't it, Arteta from that squad? So, quickly for you on Arsenal, what are you expecting going into this one? Well, I don't, I don't think it would if we win it, it'll be convincingly. I think you have to look at it there. The, when they're playing well at the moment, they are playing well, Arsenal. Um, and they have got players that are making a difference for them at the moment. Um, you know, the old trust the process stage, you know, whether Arteta will see the process through, but you can't deny the fact that Smith Rowe is playing well for them, that Bakaya Sacco looks a good player, Martinelli has pace to burn. Um, they have threats, Arsenal. They do. And, um, you know, I, I would hope that we don't get preoccupied too much with, I think, the teams that have struggled against them of late have got too preoccupied with with lack of threat or lack of talent or lack of goals or whatever his name is because you know they've, <laughs> they've, they've chased him into midfield and for me I think let Lacazette have the ball as much as you can just let him drop into midfield and let him have it because he has a lack of talent um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but 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 uh, and, and worry, worry about Smith Rose and Sackers and such but you know they are they are defensively a little bit stronger this year, in fairness. Uh, Ramsdale has made a difference to them, despite the fact he goes full length for back passes and things. He is at least keeping the ball out of the net more often than not. Uh, ben White's done okay for them. You know, we, we talk about the adaptation that Emerson Royal's struggling to adapt with, but Tomoyasu's come in and been a, a strong signing for them, albeit he hasn't created goals and assists like, like Emerson hasn't, but he looks a solid enough player. Mm. So... Yeah. They are a better side now than, than they have been. Um, I think it'll be hard because what they are doing is pressing from the front. And we know, particularly at the moment, we what we are with struggling it. with yeah. is teams yeah. that press us from the front. So therein lies the problem. And we, we saw that they, what they did to us in the first 45 minutes. Yes, it was under Nuno, but that first 45 minutes at the Emirates was a, was a horrible experience, wasn't it? So... Um, it's going to be tough. We're going to have to. We're going to have to be gritty. We're going to have to ride our fortune. I think at sometimes. I think. I think over the course of the game, they'll look the better team. It's a question of can we take the chances when we get them, and can we make sure that we don't, you know, shoot ourselves in the foot like we've done in this semi-final. Yeah. Um, and can we please get Hugo back in goal? Yeah. Well, absolutely. Um, I totally agree with that. I think for Conte as well. Um, listen, he's a wonderful manager. We're glad he's here. And these are result, you know, this is a massive game for him as well, of course, the weekend. It's an Arsenal, it's his first North London derby as Tottenham Hotspur manager. You want to win that. It's at home. You want to set a president, you want to set a marker, you do want to win that. Rich coming over to you. And there's just mm. at the moment, there's two points separating Arsenal and Spurs in that race for the top four. Um, is this a real chance to lay down a statement, Rich, by winning this one? Because I mean, I speaking I've got some Arsenal fans again. Makes me laugh. Week to week, they get carried away by their results against the likes of Norwiches, the Burnleys and the Brightons. But in all honesty, they come up against anybody with half decent, half clout, they get beat. So again, I mean, I expect sounds, Tottenham... Sounds like another team I know, yeah. Rick. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> we're all guilty of it on here we're as well. We're all guilty of it. We're all guilty of it. We're all not that Rich, different. Do you, you expect us to win on Sunday? You expect well, us I expect to? us to absolutely put in a performance. Mm. That's, that's, that's you know, rule number one is you, you, you turn up for this and you leave everything out on the pitch. You don't... You don't go back into that dressing room at the end uh, of the game and think to yourself, 
oh, what if, you know? So you've crack, got to lay crackers. the whole thing. Crackers, yes. can I just yes. say as well to that, we've just played two-legged semi-final against Chelsea and haven't had a booking. Mm. It's a London yeah. derby against Chelsea yeah. and we haven't yeah. picked up a booking in two it, legs. No, yeah. it, it, exactly, you know. So, yeah, it, it's about time, you know, we started putting a bit of a foot in as well. And Arsenal look like a team... Uh, who have improved? There's no doubt about that. But if it gets put on them, don't don't look too good. I mean, Forrest absolutely took the game to them the other night and made them look very very ordinary. So we are going to have to go at them, pick up a few bookings. We could do with Dyer coming back. Uh, I, I'm not sure how far Romero is off, and he's been out for a while, so that may not be. Uh, you know, that may not be a, an option, uh, but Sanchez has been doing decent. So, uh, you know, Skippy back in midfield. Let's hope that there's nothing with Kane, because um, despite what I've said, you know, we 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 do need we do need him, you know, within the context of what we need for Sunday is Kane. And we need it. We need him firing. We need everybody at it. Um it's the biannual visit to the dentist, as the great Paul Hawksby always says, isn't it? You know, you don't, you, no you don't look forward it. to it. No one enjoys it, but you know, you know, you've got to go, go and do it. So yeah. the absolute minimum is go mm. out there and, and just give it to them. You know, it, 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 if you have to pick up a few bookings in the process, so be it. You've got to go and have a fight. Um, it's a very hard game to predict, isn't it? It always really is a, a tough one. To, pre, uh, to predict. So I don't know which way it's going to go. I really don't. I, I, you know, hope and pray that we, we do get the win, you know, it's so, yeah, but we must, must turn yeah. up. We must make a statement. Performance there's no excuses. No. Yeah. Use your brains because, you know, the party's obviously gone away to the, I haven't actually been that impressed with party, but it's gone no. away to the, the African Cup of Nations. So there's no party. Yeah. And Gabriel, and I think he's suspended if, as well. Well, well uh, I'm not sure about that, but if you are clever, you can suck Granite Jacker into all sorts. Oh, of he's problems. got. A, he's, he's always got a reckless and tackle. Minus Partey, yeah, I'd be trying to suck him in, and you know mm. that Jacker will buy it, and so yeah. maybe chuck that extra body into midfield, mm. and you can prey on Granite Jacker, and you know he will get certainly booked, and you can just keep going, and you can you can suddenly find yourself playing with ten men with them. So yeah, use a little bit of game, like Chelsea do to us so often when they they manage it's those game bits craft, of the isn't it? Game. How much do you say you that know, the word game craft? Oh, you, you know, game you know, management, they kill the game when it yeah. needs killing and things like that, and and that's what we need to do: but suck somebody in. These are the managers like the Conte. These are the managers like the Contes that Let's are here that. for this yeah. reason, isn't it? That's what you'd yeah. like to think he's going to be telling those players. Rick, they come over to you before we uh, get predictions. Um, there will be a feeling that you know. From Spurs fans, some of them that you know, it's starting to unravel at Arsenal since the turn of the year. Of course, they've had a they had two minutes of madness at home to City. It saw Gabriel get two yellows. Um, they then obviously went out of the FA Cup to Forest, and of course, we're recording here ahead of them playing in that semi final, which we don't know how it's going to go. Rick, will you be mildly disappointed if we're not going into this game looking at all three points? Surely that's a, for me, it's a minimum. You know, I'm not considering the draw in this game. I'm considering to go there and win. We have to win it. We're at home. We have to get a result. Well, it's almost a six-pointer, Rick, because, you know, of the two games in hand, and yeah, they're above absolutely. us. Yeah. So, it's, it, it's, it's the, the three points are super important right now. And, you know, Tottenham Gooners is one of those games where form does go out of the window. It really does. There's been many a times that we've been on top. We've had the, 
the, the team, you know, the Poch team, and then they've turned up. Or So it does, it does. It does go out the window. So we really need our boys to turn up against the Gooners and, and really, you know, like, like the boys have said there, Dyer's going to be back. Hopefully Skippy's back in the midfield. Mm. He's definitely going to put a Hopefully Lloris is in goal. Mean? Hopefully we see L- Regulon and... Lloris, L- Reggie, yeah. you know, so, like, we, I think we, we need to go for him. And, you know, like, after the last Gooner game, which came in that period of time where we had the four London derbies where we just collapsed in all of yeah. them. Yeah. It is, it's payback. Do you know what I mean? And what I mean by that is these, these players that are, are, are going to turn up for us on the day, they need to, they need to pay us back. Do you know what I mean? For going through some, some real pain in the last couple of months. Yes, we've got Conte now. So times yeah. are changing. They they are changing, you but, know. Even though I'm disappointed tonight, they yeah. are changing. But this is a statement. It's a great point. Performance and, yeah. a, sta- and, and a statement. Three points. Mm. These are the games. Yeah, like you say there, Rick. Um, when you come back on this as well, these are the games. Like the Celso's, like the players that are yet to prove. But like the Emersons, go and put a performance in. They these are the kind to. of games you can change your, you know, they, change your career. Yeah, they have to, bro. And and it can't be like like the previous game was. You know, when yep. Carrigo drew, drew that rectangle in midfield oh. where there was nobody there. Yeah. Like I couldn't I couldn't believe it. That it was mm. disgusting. It, it made me feel sick in my mouth, bro. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we can't see any of that and we won't see any of that. We mm. need to see some battling. We need to see we need to see these boys click into gear and go to war. Do you know what I mean? For for each other and for the club and for all Absolutely. us fans. Yeah, well, you're you're back with me on Sunday, Rick's. Unfortunately for you, so yep. hopefully, is it, well, hopefully, it's fortunate. Hopefully, it's fortunate for you. Let's start with you, Rick's prediction, please, for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, I've got the prediction straight away. Four three, Tottenham. Oh God, what a game we're in for. God, Four what, what three, kind Tottenham. Of, what kind of what kind of what kind of last one? I suppose is that going to be? I tell you, that e- is going to be energetic. Emerson Royal scores the fourth one from the halfway line. <laughs> well, it's good that he's getting over the halfway line is a good start uh, Rich has come over to you prediction from you Rich what are you going to go for I'll, I'll take a 1-0 I'll take I'll take a 1-0 going in off of Kane's backside cool. on 87 minutes all day long and yeah. then all you guys can gather here on Sunday night and have a uh, a socially distanced work event a party <laughs> no work event sorry yeah, you can have a really definitely good not, work event. Party, definitely not a party. Yeah, everyone can get in the uh, the gardens of the pubs around Tottenham after and have a really good work event. Okay, so yeah, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go one nil. Oh, and you know what? That would be his 250th if he scores, isn't it? Against the Gooners. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. That's the only positive that I can see him not scoring tonight is that he can score He's his 250th against yeah. the Gooners. Come on, yeah. man. Come on. I totally agree. Jesus, can you to close it? What are you going for, Jay's prediction weekend? I'm not, I'm not going to predict it, mate. I'm not. I think no. if 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 I'm honest, we have to keep a clean sheet to win the game. You really honestly mean that, yeah? Because well, well, we don't see I scoring twice. I, I can't see a scoring to from who? Who's going to get our goals? There's no Son. Mm. No, that's a good point. So, uh, you, it, you know, yeah. Sonny scored what? We've played him three times in the new stadium. Sonny scored in every single one of those three games. Mm. Good point. So, but Kane uh, does not know, a goal against Arsenal. Need, this yeah, is a great course, chance. For, this is a great chance for Kane. You know, score against Arsenal, be the matchman yeah, against uh, Arsenal, and that dampens down all that summer speculation, all that talk, what, doesn't it? What I what I really hope is that Kane gets the winner from a penalty yeah. spot when he's dived. <laughs> but VAR VAR spots that you know when somebody goes like that to you, yeah, and they all say, "Well, there down. was contact." 
And Arsenal were, <laughs> Arsenal were sitting there whinging and whining for the next three weeks, boiling their urine because oh. Kane's dived to win us a penalty. I'd love it. Absolutely love to beat them that way. Hopefully, they've, hopefully it's like the Man City game. You know, they've put all the pressure on us and they've looked a world-class team, but have mm. bottled out with a VAR decision gone against them. Well, there you go. From Jason there, a dive from Harry Kane and a win on a 1-0 potentially from Jace there. Uh, there you go. Well, listen, guys, uh, thank you so much for all your support this week. Um, we are back with you on Sunday for instant reaction to the North London derby. My thanks to Jason, to Rich. Lovely to have you, Rich, back on as well with us. And the wonderful Ricky Norwood who joins me on Sunday for, hopefully, fingers crossed, a Tottenham Hotspur win in the North London derby. Guys, thanks so much for all your support this evening. Keep safe, keep well. We'll see you Sunday. As always, keep faith and come on, you Spurs. Come on. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.